0: If you were upstairs at all, we put up a new race board, and it talks about a question, and the question is, what do you think is the biggest waste of time? And that came from these deep, deep books that I read. Um, It's actually a children's book. It's called The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And on this particular page, the boy is asking the mole, you know, what do you think is the biggest waste of time? And one thing he says is, the mole says, is comparing yourself to others comparing yourself to others. And the next page, they ask the question, I wonder if there is a school of unlearning. I think it's a really powerful thing to ask. I wonder if there's a school of unlearning. In particular, I would say for a lot of us to stop shrinking and to be as brave as David and go after our fears. You know, either we're going we're gonna to shrink and live in fear and you're going to have more anxiety, more depression, more loneliness, more wondering what if in negative contexts. Or you're going to sh- be stretched. And you notice that last week we heard about the leper coming to Jesus and, he sh- and Jesus stretched out his hand toward him. But now the Lord, as he's in front of all of these high officials in the synagogue, there's a man with a withered hand. You know? And the rule is you don't heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knows better. But also he wants to just focus on the man with the withered hand. And maybe you can imagine yourself with just Jesus. There's all these people around you trying to capture you or whatever. And the man with the withered hand has a choice. And am I going to live and shrink? Or am I going to actually stretch out instead? So I either have a choice to shrink or I have a choice to stretch. And look at how the Lord is just totally focused on this man. Just as he's always focused just on you. The Lord wants that type of intimacy with us. And the Pharisees are those people in your life and my life when we care too much about what they think about us. At the end of the day, what does it really matter what other people think? Our, when we say Jesus is Lord, when we say he is Lord, what we mean by that is God first. God first in my life, Right? and then maybe like the Pope, and then the Bishop, and then maybe your local pastor or me, right? And your closest friends, and then like everybody else. But it's interesting how you and I, we try to impress people we don't even know. We try to impress people we don't even know, or we make decisions that in the long term of our lives are not really gonna add up to anything. So what are you shrinking from right now in your life that the Lord is trying to stretch you to help you grow in faith, to be as vulnerable as the man with the withered hand, right? We all have a part of our life where we think we're too weak and we rely upon ourselves. And it's interesting how when you and I are vulnerable, it begets community. It begets community. And the Lord doesn't want to leave you out. I think often we think, Well, that's for that person, because they're so holy, and that's why the Lord does so much in their life, but but not me. No way. No way, right? But notice how it just took David just a small stone with as much accuracy as possible, and it was embedded in his personal Goliath, right? And then he's able to overcome his fear with faith. And he had to be vulnerable. He's He's a tiny guy. He's not big, right? But he has to face his fears, And that as we enter into this, you know, week as we pray for Christian unity, you know, I'm not not the best at this, but I do know that vulnerability helps community a lot, especially unity within community. And if we live in fear of wondering what people might say in negative context, the devil's winning and we shrink. But if we go into the school, I would say, of unlearning bad habits now, And as soon as possible, there's so much hope for you. There's so much hope for you. And the Lord wants to stretch you as He stretches Himself out to the man who was a leper last week and this week. There's got to be a give and take. The now, the man with the withered hand stretches out to Him, shows Him the ugly part, shows Him the fear, and He is healed. The Lord, as he says to the man with the withered hand, he says, stretch out your hand. The thing is, he did it. He was obedient to the command of Jesus. And it's just like this past weekend as we were, as we were looking through you know, the, the wedding feast at Cana. It says, and they did it. And they did it. There's a need for obedience in our, in our overcoming of fears. So the first question you have to ask yourself is, is if you're if you're shrinking is do you have somebody mentoring you we talked about that yesterday the need for a mentor we need to have someone above us but then also we have to be obedient to what they command us to do and it's really important to overcome little fears before we overcome the big fears right it's really important we overcome the little fears first before we overcome the big fears and the, the freedom just imagine what it would look like if you walk into a room and you didn't care what anybody else thought except for what God thought by putting him as Lord. There's a freedom that the Lord wants you to live in. I can even feel your anxiety rising already as I bring these things up, but that's because the Lord wants to decrease your anxiety. But you have to be vulnerable. You have to take chances. Another word for the word faith is trust. Another word for the word faith is risk. You have to take risks. And then not be so hard on yourselves when you make mistakes, you know? We have to make mistakes we can learn from. We have to basically look at this and say, could I actually learn from this if I take a chance here, if I live in faith? And just imagine how that man with a withered hand, just by doing that simple thing, just that little first move of just moving his hand, we don't know how, how far he stretched it out, but he had to stop caring about what other people would think and just be concerned with what God thinks. And Jesus is God. And one of the titles he has is Divine Physician. And a lot of the reason why there's disunity in the church is because people have been hurt. You know, one thing, I'll, I'll be vulnerable just a real, real quickly here. Um, one thing that's one of the hardest parts of being a priest is wondering why people still come. Like, I don't always understand because I'm well aware of the priest abuse scandal. I'm not proud of it, but it's something that we have to take on with us. And one thing Sarah and I do every Wednesday is we pray a chaplet of reparation. Reparation means for Healing. But I think since we started that, we've both been sick on and off for like the past two months, right? So there's gonna be suffering involved, is kind of my point. But if we're not willing to suffer to overcome our fears, what are we really suffering? We're actually suffocating more than suffering at that point. So what are you shrinking from? And do you have a mentor to help you overcome your fears, but also to be vulnerable? And vulnerability, again, begets unity. And that's what we're praying for for the church this whole week. And it is the Lord, again, who comes to us and meets us in our fears. And it is Him that hides so you don't have to hide anymore. He hides behind the this, this substance of bread and wine. And He's totally naked before you, totally, totally vulnerable before you. And He wants to talk to you, especially after you, if you receive communion today. Ask Him to help you overcome your fears. And because he becomes so little, maybe just start with those little fears first before you attack the big ones so you can gain confidence, gain faith, gain trust. And notice how he just does that little movement towards you, the body of Christ, that little stretch towards you. And we have to respond by giving him a little stretch back, right? Take a moment of silence just to start with the little things and eventually the goal is to lead towards the bigger things. Amen.